Hallelujah. I'm going to uh, have us discuss today um, what I have titled as your possibilities in God. Your possibilities in God. And I'm very excited just to have us really zero in and discuss this. I believe it is very important. This is your weekend and your season of possibilities. Like we read last Friday in Ezekiel 47, 8, 9, 12 from the Amplified. Everything will live wherever that river goes. And this river is going home with you this weekend. And every dead sea in your life is coming back to life. You will experience the supernatural because the waters of life are coming out of the sanctuary and flowing into every area of your life. As you raise the level of the river of prayer in your life, every dead sea in your life comes back to life and every impossibility becomes possibilities. Can somebody say amen? amen? Let's read a little bit here about Joshua, sorry, about Caleb. In Joshua, in chapter 14, I'm going to read from verse 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, You know the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and you in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old, was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land? And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. <sighs> mm. Mm. I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Um, very few people realize that the product that our lives deliver are entirely dependent on what is in our heart. It is what gains access to your heart that eventually forms the story of your destiny. It is not what you read in books. It is not what you hear the preacher preach. It is not even what you read in the Bible. It is what finds its way into your heart. Whatever finds its way into your heart will eventually determine the stature of your life. Whatever finds its way into your heart will eventually determine the stature of your life. So many people want to be giant killers. So many people want to be mountain movers. 
And they have the dream in their minds of being giant killers and mountain movers. The greatest obstacle they have is that that dream and those dreams have never really translated into visions in their heart. They have never really become the substance in their heart. And it is what is in your heart that will determine what you become. The Bible says in the Proverbs, as a man thinketh, so is he. You can read all the books. You can listen to all the sermons. You can go to all the conferences. You can do everything right. But if the substance you are receiving does not find its way into your heart, you will never, ever enjoy a life of possibilities. Think about this. Caleb was sent out to spy the land with 10 other spies. In addition to Joshua, Joshua was the leader of the team. So Joshua doesn't count because Joshua was Moses' assistant. That's why even in some of the scriptures where you hear the Lord talk about Caleb, it's almost like he singles him out, even though it was him and Joshua that said exactly the same thing. But the Lord actually spoke directly to Caleb. And uh, in this scripture, when Caleb came to Joshua, he said, now you were there when the Lord said this thing, so give me this mountain. Um, I want you to see that Caleb and all of these other spies, they heard the same messages. They attended, all of them attended the same Bible studies. They all went to the same churches. They were all in the temple. Every time they called for the people to come into the temple, all of them had their places. They had their privileges. They had their, the different things. I want you to see that Caleb wasn't singled out in any way. It is what finds its way into your heart that eventually determines who you become. See, with all those things that were being said, all the exposures and all the experiences that everybody was having, and all of them were having all the same exposure, all the same experiences, I want you to see that when it came time to deliver, all these ten spies brought out fear and failure. All these ten spies brought out fear and failure. Caleb did not have any particular advantages over the rest of them. He didn't have certain privileges that they didn't have. It wasn't like, you know, God put him aside and said, I'm going to show you things I'm not showing everybody else. I'm not. Hallelujah. Wherever you are hearing me today, it is very strongly in my heart to let you know, whoever you are, wherever you are, 
God can do great things through you. God can do great things through you. It's so strong in my heart to share this with you. Sometimes we think God uses people under the bright lights. Sometimes we think God uses people on TV. Sometimes we think God uses prominent preachers and prominent pastors and ministers. We think they have certain privileges and God could never do things in our lives like he does in the lives of these people. But it's very strong in my heart to tell you today. Regardless of who you are, God can do great things through you. God can do great things through you. Caleb demonstrated to us, you don't need any undue advantage in life to attain unto the possibilities that the Lord has ordained for you. You don't need any undue advantage. You don't need to know someone special. You don't have to have a special title. You don't have to have parts lined for you where, you know, you, you, you know, other people just don't have access to that. No. God can use any human being anywhere. 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 In, even in the New Testament, the early church, the early apostles did not realize, they did not understand this. Many of them walked directly with the Lord Jesus Christ. They, so they, it was a struggle for them at some point when they found out that there were actually other people that were not within their inner circle that God wanted to do great things through. It was very difficult for them to accept that the people who had not had some of the privileges that they had had could actually do mighty things. Like God was doing through them. It is very strong in my heart to let you know. God is not looking for special people. God is looking for ordinary people that he can do something special with. God is looking for ordinary people that he can do something special with. God isn't looking for, God isn't looking for the great giants. As a matter of fact, a lot of times, God, the Bible says, uses the weak things to despise the, the strong. He uses the foolish things to despise and confound the wise so that he can get the glory by himself. Hallelujah. 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 Caleb said, I brought him word again as it was in my heart. There's something that Caleb had. He didn't have all these other privileges that I talked about, but there is something that Caleb had. He had the blessing the intimate blessing of walking closely with God. He had the intimate blessing of walking closely with God. 
it is very important as we lift up our eyes and we begin to look beyond where we are into the future that the Lord has prepared for us, it is absolutely important that we remind ourselves an intimate walk, a close walk with Jehovah God is the one thing that causes his DNA to rub off on you. An intimate walk, a close walk with the Almighty God is the one thing that causes his DNA to rub off on you. When you walk closely with God, it is not the appointments, it is not the positions, it is not the titles, it is not the privileges of life, it is not any of those things. It is an intimate, close walk with Jehovah God that causes his DNA to rub off on you. I know there are many people all over the world, in our country and all over the world, who believe and think that the people that God is using the greatest are the people on TV and the people in under bright lights like this. People who are able to have access to technology and, you know, privilege, you know, platforms where we can reach the world. You can, you can join a service like this and see all the, see, see the light and, and see the one person standing behind the pulpit. And you can assume God is using that person more than the other people that you know. But it's not true. It is not true. There are missionaries in villages who nobody has ever heard about that have elicited the supernatural power of God. They have done mighty works, mighty works and wonders. God has done through them and nobody will ever hear their names. There are people in nooks and crannies all over the world and the world will never hear their names and they are doing wonders, wonders, wonders. You know why? Because they had an intimate walk with God and because of that, God's DNA rubbed off on them. It is not the lights. It is not the camera. It is not the privileges. It is not the money, the technology, the connections. That is not what makes you live a life of possibilities. Caleb said, when he sent us to spy out the land, I came back and I told him what was in my heart. Something rubbed off on Caleb. He and all the other spies saw exactly the same thing. They all had, when they got to the land of Canaan, they all saw the Canaanites. They all saw the Perizzites. They all saw the, uh, the Anakims and all of those other ites. All of them, Hittites, and they all saw exactly the same thing. But Caleb had something different in his heart. 
An intimate walk with God will cause his DNA to rub off on you. Hallelujah. 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 Do you know that when they brought back their reports, nobody else in the entire congregation went to Canaan with them? Nobody else in that entire congregation saw the giants. Nobody else in that entire congregation experienced what these 12 spies experienced in the land of Canaan. But uh, interrupt where, where we are there in Joshua 14.7. Just quickly go to Numbers 14.1. I want you to see how the DNA of these fearful spies rubbed off on the rest of the congregation. They did not see giants. They didn't go. None of them saw anything else that the spies saw. But the DNA of fear and failure rubbed off on them so strong that they decided we are not going. They lifted up their voices and started crying like that they actually saw the giants and they picked up stones to stone Caleb and Joshua as though they actually saw it. They didn't see the giants. They didn't get there. Only 12 people went. And out of the 12 people who went, two of them came back with something in their heart. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I brought him back word as it was in my heart. He didn't say I brought him back word as what I saw, as what was in my head. No, as it was in my heart. As it was in my heart. Do you know what predisposed him and what determined what he had in his heart? It was his intimate walk with the almighty God. His intimate walk with the almighty God caused the DNA of almighty God to rub off on him. And so, when you have the DNA of a God who is almighty and who is a God of possibilities, guess what? You become a man and a woman of possibilities. When the DNA of a God of possibilities rubs off on you, you become a man and a woman of possibilities. <laughs> he said, I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Now look at the next verse, verse 8. Back to Joshua 14. He said, nevertheless. Somebody say nevertheless. nevertheless. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Mm. 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 My brethren who went with me made the heart of the people melt. I I want you to know, in the same way that someone you work closely with who is full of fear and failure can rub off their fear and failure on you, in the same way, somebody else who has possibilities, 
who has graces, who has commitments and courage and confidence in God, can rub off that confidence on you. This is why the Bible says evil communications corrupt good manners. The person in your boat can make you have shipwreck. Caleb said, I brought him word as it was in my heart. He said, nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I, oh, glory to God, I, somebody say I, I. holy, Followed the Lord, my God. I wholly followed the Lord, my God. I wholly followed the Lord, my God. He said then in verse 9, And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon your feet have trodden, will be your inheritance Amen. and your children's forever. Why? Because you have wholly followed the Lord, my God. <laughs> because you have wholly followed the Lord, my God. Verse 10. Caleb says, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, this 45 years. Even since the Lord spoke this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am 85 years old. Verse 11. And yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Hmm. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's take a few minutes and talk about First, what I describe as the authenticity of faith. Let's take a few minutes and just discuss what I describe as the authenticity of faith. I learned several years ago that with all our flaws, with all our failings and with all our human perfections, if we can pay attention to four areas in our lives, in our heart, then we can have a qualitative walk with God and his DNA will keep rubbing off on us. Amen. Let me say that again. With all our flaws, all our failings, and all our human imperfections, if we can pay attention to these four areas 
then we can have a qualitative walk with God and his DNA will keep rubbing off on us. These four areas constitute what I like to describe as the authenticity of faith in our lives. Remember, Caleb was not the leader like Moses or Joshua. He was a leader, but there were 10 other leaders who didn't enter into this inheritance like Caleb. So Caleb did not enter into his inheritance because he was a leader. God can do the miraculous with anyone. You do not have to be behind the pulpit, under the bright light or on TV, or have a prominent position in church, in a ministry somewhere, to have access to a life of possibilities. God has always, and he will always, use anyone, anywhere, in any nation or village who works closely with him. This understanding was not one that the early apostles had. And so because of that, they they had this inner circle of the privileged few until God started to break it up. God started to break it up. And uh, one of those times, Peter was arguing with the Lord. Remember, Peter worked closely with Jesus. He was like his second, you know, right-hand man. And uh, he had this experience with the Lord and he kept saying something, and the Lord kept saying the opposite. He kept saying something, and the Lord kept saying the opposite. <laughs> and then finally, the Lord said to him at the end of the vision, if some people are here, follow them. Because he would not have gone with them. The moment he asked them, where did you come from? Cornelius. Who is Cornelius? And they described Cornelius, a Gentile man. Oh, no, forget it. He would not have gone with them. But the Holy Spirit told him, go with them. Don't argue. Go with them. <laughs> Hallelujah! 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 And when he went with them and he arrived at Cornelius' house, one of the first things that came out of his mouth is in Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. He said, Now I know God is no respecter of persons. He doesn't work with those under the bright light. He doesn't work with those under the TV. He doesn't work with the people, the privileged ones who have the connections. He doesn't work. He said, no, I now know. He said, I now, Peter said that. I now know that God is no respecter of persons. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Caleb did not become a mountain mover. Caleb did not become a a man of possibilities because he was something or the other. He became a man of possibilities because of his intimate walk with God. He said, now I know. Now I know. Verse 34, put that up for us, please. Acts 10.34. Now I know God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation. This, this, this is, this, I tell you, this scripture is sweet. Every time I read this scripture, it's sweet. It's sweet in my eyes. It's sweet in my ears. It's sweet in my mind. It's sweet in my heart. It's sweet everywhere. Every time I read it, no matter the bitterness within my lower bellies, sweetness comes into my heart. In every nation. In every nation. I found out God does not have privileged nations. God does not have nations.
nations that he picked and said, oh, it's in this nation that I pick my servants. It's in this nation I pick possibilities people. It's in this nation I pick the people that I use. Oh, no, 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 no. He said in every nation, in every nation, in every nation, in every nation. That's why when we get to heaven, we are going to meet some people in some nations we didn't even know existed. Who did miracles, amazing work for the kingdom of God. And yet the world never talked about them. In every nation, he said. He said, either fear at God, walk in righteousness, is accepted. 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 Sometimes we think there are some things that qualify us for a life of possibilities. We think there are some of these things that we all think about. They are visible. They are obvious. We think that's what makes us. I mean, even as young ministers, I remember way back then, you know, we used to, we, we used to go to um, older ministers and we used to just throw your garment on us. And, you know, we, when they sat on a chair, we sat on the chair. If they, we, we took their shoes and we polished their shoes and wherever where they are not looking, we put our feet inside their shoes and take it out. And, you know, we, we want, we're, we're like Elisha. We want a double portion of the anointing. We want a double portion of the anointing. And all of that is spiritual. It's a spiritual principle. But the Lord showed me one time. He said, listen, you can sit where they sit. You can put your foot in their shoes. You can wear their garments without their knowing. He said, but if you don't have an intimate walk with me, you don't have any anointing, let alone double portion. You don't have any anointing, let alone a double portion. Do you know how many people think, if I can just do this, or if I can just do that, if I can just go here, if I can just get there, God can use me. No, no, no. In every nation... Every nook, wherever, wherever you are, I don't know if, I don't know if we have people who listen to this message or join us in real time in, in other nations of the earth. In every nation, in every nation, in every nation. So come back here and talk about the authenticity of our faith. These four things add up to the authenticity of our faith in our lives with all our flaws failings, human perfections. If we can pay attention to those four areas, we can have a qualitative work with God. His DNA will keep rubbing off on us. Put up for me, please, 1 Timothy 1.5. He said, the end of the commandment. The end. The purpose of every instruction. The purpose of the plan that the Lord has for his people. Four things. Number one, it says the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. Four things. Love. God is love. It's amazing to me that now we think the less we love, the more godly we are. Love. Out of a pure heart. Because purity of heart allows the DNA of God to rub off on you. Purity of heart. It allows the DNA of God 
to be imparted upon your heart. A pure heart. A good conscience. A good conscience. That part in man, that thing in man, the voices, feelings of approval and feelings of disapproval. A good conscience. That thing within every man that goes quiet sometimes or goes loud sometimes or goes comfortable sometimes or goes uncomfortable sometimes. A good conscience. And finally, faith unfeigned. Sincerity of faith. Sincerity of faith. These four things add up to the authenticity of faith in our lives. Caleb had the authenticity of faith. Caleb had the authenticity of faith. That authenticity of faith is what opens up your life so that the DNA of God can be rubbed off on you. Notice, there's nothing professional out of these four points right here. (laughs) There's nothing that has anything to do with what you look like. Sometimes the body of Christ, we spend so much time arguing and debating over what what God accepts and what God, God doesn't accept as far as the way we look, the way we appear, the way we, the way we talk, the, our, our, uh, our race, our color, our gender, our, you will spend forever talking about these things. And many of those things don't even matter at all. They don't amount to a hill of beans in the spirit, to a hill of beans. The authenticity of faith is entirely dependent on your intimate walk with God. Making adjustments. Making adjustments as you go. Making adjustments as you go. Following the indicator. Following the pointer. Following the indicator. Following the pointer. When you have authenticity of faith, year after year, you change. Change happens in your life. Change, real change happens in your life. There there can actually come a point in your life when people look at you and don't recognize you. You are different from what they always used to know. It's not because of your title. It's not because of the kind of clothes you wear. It's the authenticity of faith that you are making adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. Love out of a pure heart. A good conscience and faith on faith. Sincerity of faith. You are making adjustment. You are making adjustment. The Lord said, yeah, you get too much to that, give a little more. You, you, give, you get too little to that, give a little more. Or you get too much to that, give a little less. Make an adjustment. Shift over here. Shift over there. And as you keep working with him, he keeps bringing out the DNA of God from you. The authenticity of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Yielding and yielding and yielding in yielding. You find yourself, you find changes happening in your life. You find it. You nobody has to tell you, you no know change is happening in your life. 
Remember the song we used to sing? The way I used to talk, I don't talk no more. The way I used to think, I don't think no more. The way I used to act, I don't act no more. There's been a great change. Great change. Do you know how this change happens? Adjustments. 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 <laughs> Adjustments. It's called the authenticity of faith. When you don't experience that, when what you experience is this professional thing that we do when we try to act some ways or the other that we think is acceptable to people, you will never have that authenticity of faith. You will never experience the life of possibilities. Because on your journey, oh, hallelujah. 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 On your journey, no matter how well you permit, there is a mountain coming that is going to show what is within your heart. Yes. On your journey, as you go, no matter how you permit, no matter how you dress it, no matter how you put it together, no matter how you, 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 you present it, there is a giant coming that will show the authenticity or lack thereof of your faith. Caleb said, I brought him word as it was in my heart. I brought him word as it was. Now, all the other people saw the same thing. They all had the same experience. But what was in their heart was different. Failure and fear and evil, evil, hatred and bitterness. What is it that makes you pick up stones to stone your brother? What is it? And you did not even see the giant. You did not see the giant. You didn't go there, but you are at the point. Can you put up that scripture for me in Numbers 14 there? You'll find it somewhere in that Numbers. They, they got so upset, so full of hatred and bitterness that they said they were going to pick up stones and stone Caleb and Joshua. What is it? And these are the same people who want to go to the promised land? These are the same people? Who when there is no mountain and there is no giant, talk about how they serve Jehovah God. These are the same people. But somewhere on your journey, a mountain is going to show up. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. My prayer for you is that the work of God in your life, you will let that work be done before the mountains show up. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I pray for you that the work that God is doing, you will let him do it before the giants show up. Because when the giant shows up, it is too late. When the giants show up, it is too late then. When you confront the mountains, it is too late then. What is in your heart will come out. It will flow out unbridled. Oh, I pray for you that the river out of the sanctuary will be your experience. The river of life. The river of life. The river of faith. The river of glory.
that when you stand before your mountain, when you stand before the giant of life, the river of life, we flow out of your sanctuary and we give life to every deadness in front of you. And you will cross every mountain. You will move every giant out of the way. You will not go under, you will go over. You will stand. You will stand. Somebody said there's a giant coming. Say there's a mountain somewhere. So let the Lord walk now. Let him walk now. Let him walk now. As he makes those adjustments, make the adjustment. He said, go left a little bit. Go left a little bit. Don't be hard-headed and stubborn and self-willed. And talking about what you think people think and what people will say. It does not matter. It does not matter. It does not matter. What counts is destiny. What counts is I want to get home. I made up my mind I want to get home. I want to arrive there. I want to get 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 there. Hallelujah. I want to move every mountain. I want to kill every giant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a mountain coming. There are giants. These mountains, these giants are the open doors to a life of possibilities. But the state of your heart before you confront the mountain and before you confront the giant is what determines if you can go through that open door. Too many destinies have been aborted because folks didn't have the right kind of heart. They had the right appearance. They had the right words. They said everything. Their lingo was great. But they didn't have the right kind of heart. They did not have the authenticity of faith. Everybody knew them. They talked about them. They talked about what they believed, what they thought they, they had. and what they, But, but they, they didn't have the authenticity of faith. Notice this authenticity of faith does not require perfection. You are not and you will not be perfect. Not on this earth. And those idiots that look at you and judge you for not being perfect, just ignore them. Because they have nothing to do with your destiny. Just keep walking. Just keep on walking. Just keep on walking. Just keep on walking. When the alarm goes off in your conscience, just make that adjustment. Just make that adjustment. Go right or go left. And and just keep following the light of the spirit of God. Just keep doing what he said to do. Just keep doing your best. Just keep doing your best. Just keep doing your best. And as you go, as you go, the authenticity of faith will be formed in your heart. And when everybody confronts the same mountain, guess what? Ten out of every twelve are going to go under. But you will be one of those that go over. I'm prophesying to you. You are going to be one of those that go over. Because of the work that the Lord has done in your heart. Because of the authenticity of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
said, we are well able. Have you read that scripture before? It's in Numbers chapter 13 verse 30. Put that up for me. He said, we are well able. Listen, Caleb had lived a life. He had developed a habit of possibility living. He had developed a life of possibility living. That when he arrived where the mountains were, he said, we are well able. We are well able. We are well able. Hallelujah. Woo. Your stature is not formed by just one activity. The summary of your life is not dependent on just one situation. It's the repeated patterns. The repeated patterns. The repeated patterns. That's what makes you who you are. That's what determines the DNA that you have. The repeated patterns. The repeated patterns. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Excuse us. Sorry. We just feel, we just feel something in this place. We just, we feel, we feel a move of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We, we, we feel a move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. Please don't be offended. We just, we just feel a move of the Spirit of God. There's something real happening. There's something real going on. This is not a put on. It's not a show. This is not for the cameras. This is something real. It's real. Hallelujah. 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 Caleb said, We are well able. We are well able. We are well able. We are well able. That's a man of possibilities. 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 He said, let's go up at once. Let's go up at once and possess it. We are well able to conquer it. We are well able to conquer it. Let's go up at once. This is our moment of possibilities. This is our season of possibilities. We can take the land. We can possess our inheritance. Everything God called us, we can lay hold upon it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve the almighty God. He can be stopped. He can be stopped. Everything they sang about him in that song is so true. If you have the lyrics of that song, put it up for me. It's the way maker. Everything they said, God bless the writer of that song. Everything they said about him is true. He's the way maker. He's the miracle worker. Just put up that. Thank you. Way maker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. My God. That is who you are. Everything they said about him in that song is true. We're well able. We're well able. We're well able. And when he rubs off his his, his DNA upon you, guess what? You become a miracle worker. (laughs) You become a promise keeper. Hallelujah. You become light in the darkness. You become like God Almighty himself. Hallelujah. Woo. Woo. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I got to try to close. Oh, 
Hallelujah. 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 Let me try to rush on to an end. I'm not going to get to the end of it, but I'm going to try. Uh, try to stop somewhere soon. Let's talk quickly about the bottom line of possibilities. The bottom line of possibilities. The bottom line of possibilities. Will you do great things in your life? Will the Lord be able to take you as far as he has ordained? There's so many people who have quit on destiny. So many people have given up on the promises of God. So many people have lost hope. They won't readily tell you because they know that would be, that would, that would not be, that would not sound right and you would not approve of it. But a lot of people don't believe in God's faithfulness. The question I really want to ask, will God be able to do through you everything that he ordained for your life? And the bottom line of possibilities is that with this God, all things, all things are possible. With this God. <laughs> Would you put up for us please. Mark 10 27. <laughs> Humanly speaking. It may be impossible. But not with God. Everything. Is possible. With God. Humanly speaking. Could you put that up, please, in uh, the uh, NLT, I think it is. Humanly speaking. Jesus looked at them intently, and he said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything. 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 <laughs> hey, hey. Everything. Oh, let me, take a, let me take a couple of moments right here. Everything. Your thing. Your thing is in one of God's everything. 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 Whatever your thing is, is covered under God's everything. Everything is possible with God. You know, sometimes life can get... So tricky. It can seem so dark and so impossible. The dark clouds gather. It looks hopeless. You can't see a way out. That's when the hearts of men fail them. That's when people start to despair. That's when they measure the height of the giant. And all they can see is the dimension of the giant. It's too tall. It's too big. <laughs> it's impossible. That's what they said to David. When he went there, Saul said, it's too big. It's too big. He said, and you? You're a youth. He said, that man, 
That man, do you know Goliath was 10 feet tall? 10, 10, 10, not 6. Some we see 6 foot 5, you know these basketball players, 6 foot 5, 6 foot 9. By the time they get to 7, all of us are looking at them like this. Goliath was 10 feet, 10. He's too big. Saul said he's too big. Goliath, uh, David said, oh king, I know he's very big. But let me tell you about somebody that is bigger. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 David, David didn't say, no, he's not big. He didn't say, no, he said, I know he's big. He's really big, king. But let me tell you, I know someone who is bigger. My God is bigger. Can somebody say with me, my God is bigger? Can you stand up? Spread out your hand as far as you can. Say, my God is bigger. My God is bigger. He's higher than every mountain. He's bigger than every giant. He's stronger than every opposition. My God is bigger. My God is bigger. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please sit down. Please sit down. Let's close this. People at home I need to be able to close this out before they tune us out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say that with me, humanly speaking. It is impossible. But not with God. Everything is possible with God. Hallelujah. 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 When Mary thought about that intently, after what the angel said to her, intently she said, uh, she said to the angel, but I have, how will it be? I have never known any man. The angel said unto Mary, in Luke 137, he says, Nothing, nothing, for with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. For with God, nothing, that's the amplifier, thank you, please put that up, amplified. For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God, no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. (laughs) This is the bottom line of possibilities. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But not with God. (laughs) Everything. Everything. This is your season of possibilities. Everything. Everything. This is your season of possibilities. Everything. Everything. And because God rubs off his DNA on you, 
And because everything is possible with God, to people of possibilities, everything becomes possible. As far as possibilities go, everything is possible for the person who believes. Do you have Mark 9.23? If you have the God's word, I'm not sure if you guys have the God's word. Please pull that up for me. Mark 9.23. As far as possibilities go, everything is possible for the person who believes. You don't have God's word, that's fine. As far as possibilities go, everything is possible for the person who believes. Okay, I've been preaching for too long. I have a lot here. I've got to stop right here. And what I want to do, I want to close out here by telling you, it is how you respond that determines your outcome. Let me close out right there. Jump over a lot of hoops and a lot of notes so we can close out. And I want us to close out well and pray and just bless the people and bless everyone that is here with us today. It is how you respond that determines your outcomes. It is how you respond to the mountains and giants of life that puts you in position or disqualifies you for the life of possibilities that God has for you. It is how you respond. It is how you respond. Very simple. How did Caleb respond? He saw the same thing. Everybody saw. How did he respond? It is how you respond that determines your outcomes. If you respond well, a life of possibilities is easily available to you. If you respond wrongly, a life of possibilities is just a pipe dream. Folks, it is how we respond. For some, a life of possibilities will only be a dream. It is how we respond. For some others, a life of possibilities will be their reality. It is how you respond. It is how you respond. The entire world is going through something right now, but it is how you respond that determines your eventual outcome. The whole world. This is not something that is limited to a group of people. The whole world is going through something right now. The whole world. The whole world, folks, the whole world, everybody is going through something. I told you um, in the Friday service, so I wasn't thinking about this. I wasn't, this, this word, and I had a good laugh about it because it, it, it dawned on me, you know, the Holy Spirit wrote the scriptures. He can pick one from one part and pick another from another part and join them. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote the whole thing. If that's what you need right then, he can do it because that's the remma you need right then. Yeah. And I don't know why he gave me that word. 
I don't know who needed that word, but as I was getting ready for, for the weekend, he, he joined this scripture and I thought these scriptures, I thought they were in the same place. I really did think they were. So I opened my Bible, I went to the first of which I knew, and I knew, both of them I knew really, but in my mind it didn't click that they were in two different uh, portions of First Peter. I just had these two words within my spirit. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that is about to try you. As though some strange thing happened to you. As in 1 Peter 4.12. And then he finished it with 1 Peter 5.9. And you know 5.8. Be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren all over the world. It is how you respond. It is how you respond. If you respond well, your outcome will be possibilities. Amen. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling like David as I close this service. I just feel like David. I'm feeling like David. I would have fainted, he said. Psalm 27, 13. I would have fainted unless I had believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's how you respond, folks. It's how you respond. Can you imagine David getting ready to confront Goliath? And every voice he's hearing around him is a negative voice. From his own brother, his own blood brother. Who judged wrongly what was in his heart. He says, because of your heart, there's something wrong with your heart. You are at it again. You're always looking for acclaim. Always looking for publicity. You're always looking for big things. So what do you think? All of us are here in this army. We're trying to fight this Goliath. They're not fighting, they're hiding. All of us are in this army trying to fight this Goliath. What do you think we're doing? Now you're asking, you're asking what's going to happen for the person who kills him. So I've always known there's something wrong with your heart. David went from those who judge his heart. He moved past them. He moved past them. To the point when he got to the king's palace, the king didn't judge his heart. The king judged his stature. He said, you are too small. David moved past him. He moved past him. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. But when the moment came for the big confrontation, It was no longer the voices of the people outside him. It was the conflict from within him. The conflict from within him. The realities of life. The knowledge of possible failure and destruction at the hand of this 10-foot giant. Because this giant, he can hold you in his two hands, break you. He can just break you into pieces. You don't even have time to pray and send a message to your father. (laughs) <laughs> it's over. It's just over. Just like that. It's over. I mean, the reality started to come on him. The reality. What happens if, if, if he breaks me up? What happens if I don't survive this? 
What happens? What happens? I have five stones. What happens if I use the first one, nothing happens? I use the second one, nothing. I use the third one. I use the fourth one. I use the fifth one. And this man is still not dead and, and he comes towards me. And, and in, with all the reality that were plaguing his mind, David said, I, I believe I, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He, he said, ha, let's go, ha. And the Bible says, started running towards the giant. Let's go, let's go. It is how you respond. It is how you respond. So respond in confidence. <laughs> respond in confidence. <sighs> respond in confidence. Like Paul said in Acts 27, confronted by a shipwreck, respond in confidence. Respond in confidence. Say, I believe God. It shall be even as it was told me. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. I think there's a translation. See if your NLT, one of them, I have compl- or amplified. I have complete confidence. That's it. It's amplified. Acts 27, 25. I think it's 25. I have complete confidence. That's it. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith, complete confidence in God that it will be exactly. That's why he's facing a shipwreck. I believe God, it shall be exactly. I have complete confidence. I'm going to face this mountain with complete confidence. I'm going towards this giant with complete confidence in God. Not confident in me. Because I can, I, I'm just, but I have complete confidence in God. He said in Philippians 4, 4.13, I can do all things. I can do all things. <laughs> if I in the amplified, he said, I'm sufficient. I'm sufficient unto all things. All things. I'm ready for anything. I'm equal to anything. Amen. Through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. We will face this mountain with confidence. And you know what? We will come through. We will overcome. There's possibilities on the other side of this mountain. There's possibilities on the other side of this, on the other side of this giant. There's possibilities for greatness. There's possibilities for destiny. There's possibilities for distinction. There's possibilities for glory. There's possibilities. There's possibilities. Let's close out this service. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Wherever you are, wherever you are at home, 
If you are before your computer, wherever you are, whatever you are using, TV, whatever. Please, please join us in the spirit, please. I want you to demand the possibilities on the other side of your mountain. In confidence, like Caleb, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. I want you to demand the possibilities on the other side of any challenges in your life right now. Give me this mountain. I want us us to face it with confidence. With confidence. I, I, I feel the spirit of the Lord But I sense the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit going out to all of us. Something is happening. Something is happening. Something is happening. We are not the same people that came in to this weekend. When we walk away, walk out of this weekend... We'll be different people. Something happens. Something is happening to us. Something is happening to us. We are entering into a life of possibilities. I believe God. I believe God. Say that. Say that. I believe God. I believe God. I want you to believe God more than you believe the mountain. I believe God. I want you to believe God more than you believe the giant. I believe God. I want you to believe God more than you believe the obstacle. I believe God. I want you to believe God more than you believe the pandemic. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. Now, wherever you are, I want you to take hold of those impossibilities. Take hold of those mountains. Demand. Demand that the mountains move. Demand the giants crash. Demand change. Demand everything impossible become possible. Demand in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is your season of possibilities. This is your season of possibilities. Demand it. Demand it. Demand it. Wherever you are at home, with your family, your family life, in your business life, in your ministry life, in your career, in your job, whatever you do, demand it. Surrounded by a mountain of debt, demand the possibilities that the Lord has ordained for your destiny. I demand it. I require it. I lay hold upon it. I demand it. I will live a life of possibilities. I will live a life of possibilities. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. You see the darkness as far as the eyes can see. But I believe God. You see the hopelessness as far as the eyes can see. But I believe God. 
You see the difficulty as far as the eyes can see, but I believe God. I believe God. Take what belongs to you. Take what belongs to you. I demand my future of possibilities. I demand my destiny of possibilities. I demand my journey of possibilities. I demand Father, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise.